Happy Friday, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Catherine Bishop, president of OEA. Fried Okra is a weekly podcast where we get together to talk about public education issues in Oklahoma. We hope you'll join us every Friday. And this morning, I'm super excited. We are joined by Representative Van Curen, who is the House Education Vice Chair. Good morning, Representative Van Curen. Good morning. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, just first, tell us a little bit about yourself, when you came into office, and why you chose to run. And what you did before that. Yeah. And what? Yes. <laughs> I was, uh, so my backstory, I was a teacher and a coach for 32 years. Uh, really 31 and a half, but whenever I won my election in 2018, I had to uh, resign, you know, to be uh, inducted or not inducted, but sworn in uh, in November. So I only worked a half a year that year. So I round up to 32. Uh, and uh, so taught all over the state of Oklahoma, uh, Carl Albert, Westmore, Seminole, had a three-year stint in Kansas, then back to Norman High. Then I was uh, coached college basketball for a few years, and then uh, Owasso, and ended at Sperry. So I've been here, there, and everywhere as far as education is concerned. Taught biology for all of those years uh, in the classroom, and uh, now I was I ran for office in 2018. Uh, the representative that was representing Owasso District 74 at the time had uh, voted against uh, teacher raises two, three, four times and uh, got together with him, talked about all of the things uh, that were related to education. And he had some ideas of eliminating the pension and other things as we started talking. And I said, well, I think I'm going to run for office. And he was like, what? I said, yeah, I think I'm going to run in 2018. This was November of, uh, of 2018. And, uh, wound up that he was looking for a reason to not run again. Oh, so he didn't turn out. He did not. Oh. And you uh, didn't have to run against him. And I did not have to run against him, but I drew an opponent from the area and uh, had an election, a primary, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, you know, later that year in, I believe, April, it wasn't May, the teacher walkout mm-hmm. April occurred. And April so, 1. Yeah. <laughs> so then a lot of teachers, you know, came out as far as uh, making things known they were going to run for office as well. And we had an influx of educators to the, to the Capitol and uh, the rest is history. Been here since 2018. And that, that, that group of educators, I always think is really reflective on your house education committee. That Mm -hmm. is a very strong committee with Republicans and Democrats who all represent different Mm -hmm. fields of education and different perspectives, which is always nice. Totally agree. Uh, Administrators, classroom teachers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we've got a good mix of everyone uh, here at the Capitol. And uh, I think it's been extremely positive uh, for education. So this year you are running a couple of education bills that are up this week, actually. So if you could mm-hmm. take us through each of those bills. You bet. Um, I guess the first one that's up uh, this morning is House Bill 1424 which is the Education Employee Assistance Program bill that would provide uh, through uh, the Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services, it would provide mental health or any kind of counseling for an education employee, uh, which would include support staff as well. And uh, 
just deal with anything that they were having issues with, whether it was alcohol, drug abuse, um, marital, family, any kind of uh, issue uh, that related to uh, their mental health and the deterioration of that and the pressures that come to bear on them and a family as an educator would be uh, open to uh, some counseling to try to uh, help them with their issues. Yeah, it's not like we haven't been through anything in the last couple of years, uh, any kind of trauma, anything like that. Just so just taking care of their self. That's right. Not even if you have other issues going on, but um, the stress that mm-hmm. people have been under. So you ran that bill last year. I how did. far? How did how did it go? It passed through the House and uh, went to the Senate and died an untimely death mm. in the Senate as they, I think, made the statement that they didn't want to create something, pass a bill that would give teachers. Uh, the same benefits as other state employees. Yeah, because the state employees have this. It's already correct. it's already set up. That's it's right. ready to go. It's That's not going to be a big cost factor. Not a big, huge cost factor, but uh, the the dollar amount is something that gives mm-hmm. them pause uh, over there, and it's going to give. Uh, I think whenever uh, it goes to a, full A and B, it'll it'll be something that will be flagged by uh, Representative Wallace, which all things money are. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be treated the same as everything else. But mm-hmm. last year, uh, we were able to get it through the house, off of the floor, and uh, hopefully we can do that again, do our job on this side. And after that, there's nothing really that we can do about it. Yeah, in a time when we're our state is sitting on more money than we've ever, you know, we, I, I've seen revenue failures before sure. you came into office and, and how districts were having to cut during mm-hmm. the middle of the year. And now we're sitting on a time where we've had more money have growth revenue coming in expected for next year. And it's, uh, is that frustrating to you? Well, you know, I do think there's a, a purpose for, you know, having money on mm-hmm. hand, you know, we need, we need that good. reserve, yeah. you know, for things like you're talking about mm-hmm. revenue failures mm-hmm. and we need to be prepared for those things. But when we're prepared and we have the kind of money that we do have, I believe $3 billion. Uh, I think that from that point we can start, making some adjustments to help in, in other areas and, yeah. and take some of that money and put it to good use. Yeah. So that one's up in the actually public health committee. Yes. Public health. That's right. I'm with, uh, uh, representative McIntyre. Oh, Correct. Thank very- you for reminding me of that. That's right. A <laughs> and B education is 1427. Yes. yes. Ah. So what that bill, uh, deals with is, violence against teachers. So this will be the, I think the, maybe the third year or fourth year that I've filed a bill, uh, related to, uh, violence against teachers. It's something that continues to rear its ugly head. You know, I, on Twitter, I've seen multiple videos here of late of people that are doing crazy things to teachers Mm -hmm. and, uh, what this bill would do, uh, house bill 1427 would provide, uh, seven days off for any teacher that is uh, a victim of battery and or assault and battery. Mm -hmm. So those seven days off, you can take those and it's paid. You don't have to worry about losing your uh, sick days or or things like that. And then if uh, there's any kind of injury uh, related to uh, the assault or the assault and battery, uh, you can uh, be paid off paid while you're off until a medical professional mm-hmm. tells you that you're able to go back to work. So it's a really simple bill. 
uh, and uh, just provides just a little bit of, of not necessarily protection for teachers, but if something does happen, it gives them a, a way to step back, heal, and be ready to go back into the classroom. Yeah, I was going to say um, the district that I taught in, Putnam City, we had that in our negotiated agreement for multiple years. So, but, you know, in some in districts that bargain can do that, but there's a lot of districts that don't bargain and they need this protection. They need to know that until they are physically and mentally ready to go back, mm -hmm. that they can have that time to heal. You bet. So that, that's kind of the interesting thing for me with both of these bills, with House Bill 24 or 1424 and 1427. They're kind of go hand in hand with one another, providing some assistance to teachers uh, who are having some some issues related to whether it's, you know, pandemic related, family related, whatever it is, you know, the pressures that they've experienced with, uh, you know, outside influence. You know, it's one of the things I've, I've loved watching during your time in the legislature that uh, so many of your bills have to do with the well-being of our educators and our students. Mm -hmm. You've run bills on both perspectives and, and thank you for that. I mean, that is the educator coming to the Capitol and doing the work for educators in our public schools. And it's so appreciated. If no one has ever told you that it's appreciated. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate it. I do. And, uh, you know, my, uh, desk mate, sweet mate, Ronnie Johns and I, one of the things that we have tried to take into consideration is that we don't want to run bills, uh, that put more red tape mm -hmm. on teachers. Mm -hmm. Uh, that make them have to do things another, just another brick on the stack of this is something that I have to do. It's an unfunded mandate. We've really tried to look at thoughtfully at the bills that we present in hopes of not doing that. And uh, hopefully this is another one that will just promote the well-being of, of teachers and support them and make them feel like uh, going to work is something that uh, we're, we're behind them, uh, you know, and that's what we've tried to do. Well, thank you for being a statesman because that doesn't happen all the time no. over at the Capitol. So one of the things that we are about to kick off is our, we're teachers, we call it civication and teacher support staff will come it's in. It's not a real word. We it's not a real it word, but they will I come in. I was going to say something about that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, well, they come to the Capitol on Tuesdays. And so um, last year was our first year and we, had like a lot of teachers who and educators support professionals who came but this year we we have we're going to blow it out of the water yeah, yeah. with number of people and I think a lot of those are first year people to come to the capitol what kind of recommendation would you give to educators when they come to the capitol when they're talking with their legislators I would I would just say that you know you're there for uh, for a purpose and that is to create a relationship with your representative whoever that might be and you don't create positive relationships when the conversations are pointed in a negative direction. I would say be positive and just handle things. Make your point known. I mean, that, that's why we're, we're here. We're here to hear as, as representatives. We're here to listen and to try to work through issues and problems and provide uh, solutions uh, legislatively for those issues that, that teachers would find uh, important to them. So just, I would say, number one thing, be kind, be considerate, don't make demands, uh, just talk through the issue, stick to the facts, and uh, try to create that relationship that would carry on from that day forward in a way that whenever that representative sees you come into the office, it's not, you know, shut their door or tell their legislative assistant that, 
I've got things to do. I'm working on a bill, but they would welcome you back into the office for a conversation, whether or not it's a minute, two minutes, five minutes, or whatever time the, the legislator has to, uh, to have you in the office. I think that's, you just hit the nail on the head is what we say every time is those relationships are so important because it goes two ways. It's about you building that relationship with you so they can have asked, but then you ask, have asked from them as like, Hey, how reaching out to them? Hey, how do you guys feel about this bill and getting their input? So it's a two way street and it's so important to have. And, and I would say that, you know, as passionate as, as we are as teachers, I mean, we are passionate for causes. And when it comes to our classroom, when it comes to the students that we, uh, we teach, we can get a little bit out of hand sometimes. I know I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, I, people tell me all the time, you're yelling. I'm like, well, I'm not really yelling. I'm just really passionate about <laughs> yeah. this. So I apologize. I'm, this is my passionate voice. But, but whenever, you know, you get into that conversation, there are still people here that have a, uh, a little bit of a, a sensitive side from the teacher walkout. Mm -hmm. You have to tell you, there's a little PTSD mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. that because there were some teachers and, and individuals that kind of took it over the top yeah. with uh, the way that they, they acted. And I think we just need to make sure that we're as professional in the mm -hmm. legislator's office as we would be uh, in our own classroom. Absolutely. We we're, would never yeah. yell at a, at a student or try to cause any kind of uh, discord between us and whether you're at a parent teacher conference or whatever, you would stay positive. You would stay professional. Use those same uh, guidelines uh, mm -hmm. when you're talking with uh, a legislature as uh, a legislator and uh, everything should be great. That's great advice. Is there anything that surprised you from when you got to the Capitol, you know, that you were not expecting? How much have you used your biology? <laughs> not, not a whole lot. <laughs> no, not a whole lot. <laughs> I would say the thing that surprised me was, you know, whenever I was sitting at the house and I'd be getting all my information from, you know, the computer or from newspapers and all of that. And, oh, we've got a revenue failure. How in the world can we have another revenue failure and all this? And I'm like, these guys up here must be idiots that they can't do. And you get up here and you're like, okay, these guys are really smart. <laughs> this is not an easy job. This mm -hmm. is really hard mm -hmm. working on a budget, providing, uh, you know, the proper amount of money to this agency, that agency, and, and making things work. You know, the, the thing, the good thing about Oklahoma is we do have to have a, a balanced budget. And that's where we have to make hard decisions. And uh, these guys up here, it's hard. And mm -hmm. I think they do the best that they can possibly do. And we need to take that into consideration. Nobody would come into your classroom and tell you that, oh, you're doing a terrible job. You're absolutely pathetic at what you're doing that would be unproductive mm -hmm. you, you have to be able to flip that and think about it in terms of this is what they are doing uh, and they're doing the very best that they can myself included and uh, sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong just like sometimes mm -hmm. I got it right in the classroom or when I were I was coaching a team sometimes I would get it wrong and if I did I wanted to you know step up and say that this is, I didn't do a very good job with that. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to correct that in the future. I, I think that guys up here take that into consideration and they will at least say, yeah, we did, we didn't do a good job on that. That's something we need to, we need to change going yeah. forward. There's a lot of times I've, I've seen over the years that bills that get passed and then once they get implemented, 
they were like, well, that was a really, it, it was, it was a great idea and it was thought provoking and it was well debated. But then once it gets implemented, you're like, Ooh, but then you listen. And so we can correct, there's always bills to correct and mm -hmm. make better. And so that's, that's part of our, our teaching practice too. Always being reflective, improving our practice and, and making things better. Agree. You're a basketball person. Yeah. So I, I would, would say that, you know, there are many times when I've drawn up a play or said, oh, this play is going to be great for us on paper. It looks great and everything. You put it in and you run it in practice. Yeah, you can score on your own team. And then whenever you run it against somebody else, you're like, that is really bad. <laughs> it looked really pretty when you That's by right. yourself. That's right. <laughs> well, Representative Van Curian, I want to echo Catherine's words, but you are always so welcoming and you are always someone who will listen and provide feedback, honest feedback, um, whenever we've been in your office. So thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. And again, you know, we're not always going to agree on everything. You'll have your opinions. I'll have mine. We'll try to reach uh, uh, an agreement. And uh, I think that's the best thing about what we're doing up here. So thanks for having me. Well, let's take some time and catch up with Catherine. Uh, Ellen, we had Representative Mark Van Curen in earlier this week, and we, uh, our listeners, we recorded him because if you know your state legislators, you get them when they can be able to come in yes. and record with you. And uh, we had some updates since he's been in with us. So yeah. kind of walk us through what's all happened this week. So, you know, this is the last week for bills to be heard in committee. Yeah. And that morning that we interviewed Representative Van Curen, both of the bills he discussed with us were in, up in committee. Yeah. And um, so his bill dealing with um, assault on teachers and having allowing days off passed out of committee mm -hmm. and then his um eap bill passed mm -hmm. out of committee and that bill is actually being heard in house appropriations and budget today okay so for thursday because yes. we're recording this a day early mm -hmm. so because i'm going to go to um outreach to teach tomorrow oh, so yes. we'll talk about that later yeah. we'll catch up <laughs> on that later but um yeah so that's being heard today so that's thursday. Being, mm -hmm. okay. so it'll probably be a long day for them mm -hmm. usually they just try to cram a bunch of bills mm -hmm. into that those last committees you know so they started at 1 30 and don't know what time oh, they'll wow. end today and then you know the other thing is unfortunately this week in our senate education um, committee we did alert on senate bill 99 mm -hmm. which is senator julie daniels bill that um focuses on just teachers and payroll deduct and it passed 12 to 3 in the senate education committee um only senator pemberton dossett and hicks voted against it you know we do have to remember this is an entirely mm -hmm. new committee mm -hmm. made up of members that may have not have heard of payroll deduct or understand, you know, the difference, there is no difference between yeah. what other organizations do and what we do. And so we were really up against a wall. We got a 24 hour notice to try to educate all those new members about why this is not an impactful bill and why it really takes away from the incredible work the Senate and house are trying to do to provide better educational opportunities for our students. Yeah. So that made it out of the uh, Senate Ed Committee, and it's eligible. I always like to say this. It's like it's eligible. It's not promised. It's mm -hmm. eligible to be heard on the Senate floor. How many weeks do they have to hear that bill? Is it like three weeks? Does it go 
three or it, two. Usually it's like two or three, but we two have spring weeks. break yeah. within that. And so a lot of times during spring break, that goes a little bit like lighter. Monday to So that last day, the third reading in the House of Origin is March 23rd. So what oh, is okay. that? That's three weeks. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's because of spring break, because a lot of yeah. members usually take off the yeah. very end of the yeah. spring break time period. Yeah. So they have... So we won't have any more committee meetings after today. Correct. Thursday. They don't, they don't, they're not going to gavel in tomorrow, Friday. They're back home, mm-hmm. which is great. And, but so we kind of have some like, how's this make you feel? Oh, <laughs> I, yes. So how many bills will go be laid to rest? Ooh, <laughs> that is a great question. I don't know how many. It's so con- it's so hard because what happens a lot in those, you know, we had about 400 bills of our bills that we mm-hmm. were watching that weren't shell bills that were, you know, and now there's more shell bills that emerge that now mm-hmm. have language. And so the number is really hard to okay. impact. So what, you know, what happens to us is on Friday – our alert system, we will just start getting alerts on all of our bills that those long those bills are off. Okay. And so on Monday, we'll be able to pull our report and really have a great idea okay. of how many bills will are off of our right. priority list. Right. And so they'll so we'll start back up again on Monday and it'll be but it'll just be in the House or Senate chambers. No c- more committee meetings. We can kind of Oh, take a breath, kind of get through that. And so now we get to just start hearing bills on the floor and be debated on the floor and watch them um, move in that direction. Correct. So do you, any, anything we expect to be seen next week or we're looking forward to? There are some great bills out there that mm-hmm. we could be looking forward to. And and this is really, you know, our priority when is kind of shifting from like those committee meeting watching to really prioritizing bills that are now on agendas and getting members when they come to visit to get legislators off the floor because those are immediate votes at this point. So like Senator Pugh had like that whole plan, right? With all like, like 101 bills. I, they're really like 13 maybe. Yeah. Um, But none of those have been heard on the Senate floor, have they? Wow. So those are all eligible to be heard over this next several weeks mm-hmm. on the Senate floor. And we'll be watching that. And I always love this because the House is actually, uh, don't tell anybody I said this, but the House is kind of livelier to watch than the Senate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have rules in the House where you can only have speeches for so long. And so it kind of moves things along. But the Senate can like go forever yes but but sometimes it moves really fast and so you just never know but um so oh ellen oh my gosh the organizing conference last week so good amazing 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 jamie vollmer and talking about here's this businessman talking about how you can't run schools like a business. I love it. It was... I love it. I mean, as soon as he was done, I could see what I said externally to those around me and I could feel it in the room of like, I needed that. Yeah. I needed that message. Just that, that, that picked me up. Mm -hmm. And it was, it almost reminds, he reminds me of our, um, our current teacher of the year, Rebecca Peterson, how she's always out there finding that good, mm-hmm. finding that one piece of good, 
and making sure that we are amplifying that. That's who Jamie Vollmer was too. And I told him, I said, you need to go check her out. You need to find her blog, her Twitter. I don't know what it is, but you need to find her. Mm-hmm. And he said I would. And then um, Logan Phillips was amazing. Gave us a ton of data. Mm-hmm. And then oh, our members and our staff did the most amazing breakout sessions during the day and just gave our members the information they needed to go back and have the resources they needed, the tools in their little tool belt to go out and be able to finish this year. And so it was a great, great event. You know, um, this is my sign of a good trip, but it's also a sign of a good conference. You know, you leave wanting more. Uh You left with like, hey, I could have learned a little bit more about this. And and that makes people want to come back. Yeah, I would have stayed for another day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but normally you don't want to do that. So that's like a great feeling. Like it ended and you're like, yes, I want it. I want it again. You know, so it was, uh, it was, it was just, you know, once again, getting to see people in in person Mm -hmm. and be back together. And then, oh, yesterday, oh my goodness, we had the state teacher of the year, um, OEA member, Tracy Manuel, uh, Tulsa Public Schools, uh, Booker T. Washington, English teacher, amazing, uh, is our, going to be the 2023 mm-hmm. Teacher of the Year. I kind of, I, I'm, listeners, you can't see this, but I'm like making this big swooping long line with my hand because we're kind of a year behind. And so Rebecca Peterson that I talked about earlier, she was actually in D.C. yesterday doing her national teacher of the year interviews because she's one of the five finalists. And so it just is so, just so poignant and Mm -hmm. so poetic that, you know, in her message, she, she taped a message for the educators there in the room. It was amazing. But Tracy, we are so proud of you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. OEA member, OEA, just advocate. Oh, And I I love just watching her story as a TPS student, graduate, and now an educator within the district. Yeah. Yeah. It was so funny. We got to, we have a luncheon for the finalists after the ceremony and she sat down and we were talking for a moment and I said, I love your story. That road, that, that untraveled road, that that is not the typical road. I said it was the same way. And she, what she did, she immediately said, tell me about that path. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. So it was just, oh, what a blessing. Mm-hmm. It was just, everything was wonderful. This week has been exciting. We we kicked off our civication. Oh my yes. gosh. So you and I, luckily, yes. or fortunately, we're both at that first dinner. Yes. And we did not have enough seats. Yes. <laughs> so that was amazing. That was amazing. That was great. It was incredible. And then the next morning, just to, just new faces mm-hmm. that were in the building that we just got trained up to go over the Capitol and go um, build relationship with their legislators. That's what we're about. And that's what we want to do. Yep. It was really, really great. And I, I, I mean, that's like high starts us at a really high bar. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great week. So Ellen, to kind of help wrap this up, I am going to be heading out tomorrow morning, very early in the morning because I have to be in Enid by eight o'clock. So that is, that's that's, early. Yeah. It's going to be early, but I don't care because I'm going to get to go to Coolidge Elementary in um, Enid Public Schools 
and be with our aspiring educators, our student members at the university level and through our chapters across the state. And they're coming together to, um, we always do what we call it, outreach to teach. And, and we haven't got to do it in a couple of years and be in person. And so we're going to be at Coolidge Elementary. The, uh, the elementary has said, these are the things that they need done. We're going to be uh, creating a sensory hallway. Oh. I'm so excited about. <laughs> and uh, beautification on their teacher's lounge and doing some outdoor painting, I think, on the playground. So we are jazzed about it. And then the next day, the um, OAEA. Uh, is going to have their spring convention. And so I am looking forward to that. We, oh my goodness, we've just, just a crazy week. We've had the OU teacher of the game. We got to go last night and congratulate uh, teacher David Swift from Matoka, Oklahoma. We'll be, Carrie will be going to OU Saturday. I'm going to go to OSU Saturday. So we're just out and about everywhere. Oh my gosh. We are on the road. It's busy. Yes. Busy, busy, busy. We are thankful that we were able to do our catch up today. Yeah. And we want to thank Representative Mark Van Curen for joining us. And thank you for listening to Fried Okra, the public education podcast for Oklahomans. I'm Ellen Pogamiller with the Oklahoma Education Association. And I'm Kathleen Bishop, president of OEA. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Fried Okra on Apple Podcasts. You can also contact us at friedokrapodcasts at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, keep fighting the good fight for public education.